0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. No blessings, folks. This is Dale, and welcome to the Word Podcast. I thank you so much for being with me again. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's just jump into Scripture where we are, okay? Okay. As we've been going through in recent episodes, we're looking at what is referred to as Jesus's Olivet Discourse. That simply means that Jesus was on the Mount of Olives, and he's talking. And if you remember, some of the disciples had come up to him and asking, uh, when will these things occur, and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? <clears throat> and in Matthew 24, uh, which is what we've been looking at up to this point, from verses 4 through verses 14, he gives uh, a panoramic overview And the first thing Jesus says is, see to it that no one misleads you, because there's going to be many that will come and say, I I am the Christ, and they're going to mislead many. And then he says that you'll hear wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you're not frightened. So twice he says, see to it. He says, see to it that no one misleads you. Then see to it that you're not frightened when you hear of wars and rumors of wars. And he says that nations will rise against nations. And that's speaking of uh, people groups. Ethnicities will rise against ethnicities and kingdoms against kingdoms, that's what we call nations. There'll be famines, there'll be earthquakes. But then he says, this is just beginning the birth pangs. He says, then they'll deliver you over to tribulation, and they'll kill you. And you're going to be hated by all nations because of my name. And that's interesting because we haven't quite reached that point yet to where all nations hate those that are by his name. We're getting close, okay? But we're not there yet. And then he says, at that time, at the time apparently when all nations will hate us because of his name, that many will fall away and they'll betray one another and hate one another. And so those will be the false professors, the ones that say they're saved, but they're really not. And then he said that many false prophets would arise and that many will be misled and that lawlessness will increase and people's love for one another will grow cold. But then he gives us some words of encouragement. He says, the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. And that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, all the nations that are persecuting those who are true believers. And then the end will come. Now, in verse 15, where we begin today, it starts with the word therefore. So that literally means, okay, in light of what I've just said, <laughs> right? In light of what's occurring here, in light of everything that I've said to this point in time, answering this, Jesus says this, therefore. When you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, and then there's a parenthetical statement, let the reader understand, and that's probably what Matthew wrote in there, let the reader understand, then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Now, we'll talk more probably in the next episode about the the abomination of desolation and what's being spoken of here and what Jesus is saying, but he's literally quoting. Uh, from the book of Daniel. And Jesus says, when you see this abomination of desolation, which was spoken through Daniel the prophet, notice that Jesus called Daniel a prophet. A lot of times people say, well, yeah, what's the big deal? Well, because in modern academic scholarly circles that study the Bible, they do not believe that Daniel is a prophet. They believe the book of Daniel was written many hundred years after when it was really written. And the main reason they believe that is because it's too accurate. And it's so accurate, there's no way that it could be prophecy, which tells you a whole lot about where they're coming from, what they believe, right? So Jesus is saying this in Matthew. When you see this, then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. So he's talking about those in Judea. It's not saying those all over the world who are believers, but those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Then he said this, whoever is on the housetop must not go down to get the things that are in this house. (laughs) Whoever... Is in the field, must not turn back to get his cloak. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. But pray that your flight will not be in winter or on Sabbath. So you can see that he's telling them to get out of there, flee to the mountains, don't even go into the house to grab anything. If you're on the housetop, take off, don't even stop off at the house. If you're out in the field, don't go back to get anything. It's going to be a time of woe, particularly those who are pregnant. Why is that? Well, it's hard to travel. It's hard to escape. That's how quickly they must get out of there. And he said, pray that your flight will not be in winter or on the Sabbath. On a Sabbath day, the observant Jew would not be able to travel far. In the winter, it's more difficult to travel. So you, you get a picture of how difficult this time is going to be. But he tells us what the time is. The time is when you see the abomination of desolation that Daniel had spoke of some 600 years before. So Jesus says this all, then he says this in the last couple of verses. For then there will be a great tribulation, such as not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will. Now, that's really, really interesting, and we're just going to think on that for a moment, then we'll be done today, okay? Jesus is saying that this time is going to be so intense. He calls it a great tribulation, and it's a great tribulation unlike anything that had occurred since the beginning of the world. Think about all the evil things that had occurred since the beginning of the world, just the things that come out of the Scripture that the Jewish people have been through whether it was the Assyrian captivity or if it was the Babylonian captivity or what happened under the Greeks or what happened under the Romans. Jesus said this time was going to be worse than that. But then he said this, such as has not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will. I think that communicates us that this is a time that is worse than anything that will occur from that moment when Jesus said it. And even the moment after the time that this great tribulation occurs, the things that happen after that will not be as horrific um, as those that are undergoing this great tribulation. It really gets you to stop for a minute. You know, you know, our standard within our society and within our lifetimes is that of the Holocaust. And we think that's the worst thing that's ever happened. And Jesus says, this is going to be worse than that. As a matter of fact, verse 22, the next verse says this, unless those days had been cut short, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Hmm, that's that's nearly a riddle right there, isn't it? Jesus is saying this, that this time of great tribulation is going to be so bad, it's going to be unlike anything that's ever occurred or unlike anything that has ever happened since then. It's going to be so bad That unless the days had been cut short, that those that are undergoing the tribulation, none of them would have been saved. That's interesting because it shows us that there is a definite period of time that this is going to last. But the definite period of time is also going to be cut short. And he says, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. The elect will have those days cut short for other people that are undergoing it the days will not be cut short yeah I know you're sitting there thinking well what does that mean you know what's happening and what is the fact that the elect those days will be cut short most of us are coming out of a background where we believe or have been taught or uh, have been communicating in some form or fashion that if you're of the elect if you're a believer if you're chosen then you're not going to undergo the great tribulation that you will be raptured out prior to the time of the great tribulation And I'm here to tell you that is not true. That is not at all what the Scripture teaches. I know people have been saying it for the last 100 years, 150 years, uh, particularly the last 50 or 60 years uh, in in the church, within the Western church, but it's not true. It's not true. I want to give you what the bottom line is with it, and then we're going to repeat it over and over, okay? The Great Tribulation is Satan's wrath being poured out upon Israel and the Jewish people and upon the church. That's the great tribulation, Satan's wrath being poured out upon Israel and the Jewish people and the church, the true body of Christ. Most of the church thinks that the great tribulation and the wrath of God, the day of the Lord, are synonymous, one and the same, and they're not. The day of the Lord, the wrath of God, is poured out upon unbelieving mankind. We have been promised to be spared that. We also have been promised that we will undergo the great tribulation. We'll look at this more as we go along. Again, I'm Dale and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.